Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday, February 25th, 2022. This is the Second Half Podcast. I'm Tom Powell, and if you're listening to this, as always, that means you made it through another week, and margaritas are in order. Listen, I know February is the shortest month on the calendar, and you're supposed to fly right through it, but Jesus Christ. It kind of feels like February started last week. No, in all fairness, I am dragging some ass, feeling rather lethargic this week, and uh, just, I don't know, not all there. So that's not helping the situation any, but... Yeah, it seems like like February was like seven days, and, and boom, it's gone. And now, here we are, heading into March. Getting ready to turn everything green and start drinking like a fish and get ready for all of those spring religious holidays that I am no fan of. But uh, I I digress. I digress. Welcome to this week's podcast episode. Let me get the housekeeping out of the way for the people that are new to the the podcast, and then we can get on with the stories uh, for this week. Um, For the new people... Or who are just tuning in for the very first time. A couple of things. Uh, first, this is not a professional podcast. Uh, it's done in my home office. It is about as amateur as it's going to get. Uh, you're going to hear some background noise. You're going to hear my dogs bark. You're going to hear me burp or light this joint or do something of that nature. Uh, it's meant to be like two people sitting on the deck shoot, shooting the shit. You know what I mean? It's not supposed to be some polished, uh, finished product. So just kind of roll with that if you're listening and you hear some background noise and you're like, what the hell kind of amateur hour bullshit is this? Uh, Furthermore, if you're finding me for the first time, chances are you don't know about my website. So if you have a moment, swing by oldhippymedia.com. That's old hippie, H-I-P-P-I-E, media.com. There you're going to find pretty much anything you want to know about me. You're going to find uh, my blog. You're going to find links on where you can follow me on the various social media sites. Make sure you go follow me everywhere else because you never know when one social media site is going to shut down. Uh, you're going to find a, a link to my Patreon subscription service. If you like this podcast, I do bonus podcast episodes every other Tuesday on Patreon uh, for a subscription fee. You're going to find a link to my merch store and a link on where you can buy my first two books available in the paperback and ebook formats. All of that, once again, can be found at oldhippymedia.com. All right. Now, this is the part of the show where we would normally be talking about football, but there's no football. There's not. There's no football. There's no football till, till August. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. So we have to find different ways to entertain ourselves until then. And uh, what could be more entertaining than watching idiots get unglued from the road? Yeah. Yeah, that's a real news story, ladies and gentlemen. Two people 
who superglued themselves to the Trans-Canada Highway in Vancouver had to be removed with solvent by firefighters. According to a press release sent out by uh, the activist group Save Old Growth, protesters were at the intersection of, and I'm going to mess this up, but Cassiar Connector and Hastings Street during rush hour traffic and were trying to disrupt said rush hour traffic and they were successful. Police arrested four people for disrupting traffic and discovered that two people had actually super glued themselves to the fucking road. Now, before anybody goes, well, this doesn't have anything to do with the trucker convoy. No, it doesn't. These are environmental activists. Quote, I was one of the people super glued to the road. And at first, police did not believe I was actually glued there. So they tried removing me using force said a participant named Julia. Quote, when they were unable to, they then called the fire department. A fireman came up to me, grabbed my hand, and ripped it off the ground. I said, ow, stop. And the fireman said, well, what am I supposed to do? He had the solvent in his hand and only then decided to use it. He then poured it all over my arm and leg, barely hitting my hand, and then proceeded to forcefully ripped my super glued hand off the highway, saying to me, that's what you get. Are you... Are you actually bitching about the manner in which the fire department and the first responders had to remove your dumbass from the road? Are you serious? Quote, we don't want people being forcibly and painfully removed by police and the fire department, but we know this is something we have to do, said an organizer of the protest named Olivia. Quote, the government is not only complicit, but responsible for the horrors that humanity has and will face because of the climate crisis. We have no choice but to sit on the road and force them to do otherwise. But you're not! The only thing you accomplished with that protest was making yourself look like a fucking dumbass and having the police and fire department have to come out and unsuperglue you from the fucking road. He just pulled on my hands and it hurt. No fucking shit, Sherlock. You glued yourself to a fucking road. Now, there are people who probably listen to my podcast on the regular who support what these people have done. And... and, Maybe you support the cause, but you can't tell me that you support the manner in which they did this. If you super glue yourself to a fucking road, I don't want to hear the word ow come out of your mouth when you're being removed from said road. 
if people lost their fucking minds? I'd have put some fucking cones around the assholes and let the cars go around them. You got to figure out how to get yourself unglued. Let's see how many days you sit there. Unfucking believable. In other dumbass protester news, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we now have two attempted truck convoys here in America trying to get to Washington, D.C. First, we have a group of American truckers that began a cross-country drive from California to Washington on Wednesday to protest coronavirus restrictions, taking a cue, obviously, from demonstrators uh, up in Canada. More than two dozen 18-wheel trucks, along with some 50 pickups and recreational vehicles, left Adelanto, California, about 80 miles northeast of Los Angeles. They call themselves the People's Convoy, and uh, they're, they're embarking on what they're saying is going to be an 11-day trek to the Beltway, a major highway encircling the U.S. Capitol, to demand an end to COVID-19 vaccine and mask requirements, which is odd, considering they're all ending. Quote, this is for our freedoms, our human rights. Enough is enough, said Ron Coleman, 61, a trucker from Reno, Nevada, as he prepared to make the 2,500-mile journey. Coleman, who's been a trucker for 45 years, said the group was also pushing for an end to the emergency powers that U.S. politicians have used to enact pandemic-related restrictions. Once again, they're all ending. Here in the bluest of blue, Illinois, our mask mandates end on Monday. They're over in California, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, in blue state after blue state after blue state. They're ending. And with gas as high as it is, you're really going to make the 2,500-mile trek to protest something that's ending at a city that you're not even going to be able to get into. Because, yeah, preparations are being made in Washington for the expected arrival of the convoy. Uh, and other small protest groups that say they'll be coming in the coming days. The Pentagon said it approved 400 National Guard troops from the District of Columbia who would not carry weapons just to uh, assuage any fears to help a traffic post from Saturday through March 7th. About 50 tactical vehicles were also approved to be placed at traffic posts in addition to up to 300 National Guard troops from outside of Washington, D.C. that will assist the traffic posts if needed. Now, it, it, they said that the truckers are probably not going to actually be able to get into Washington, D.C., but they're going to probably look for someplace around Washington, D.C. where they can uh, encamp themselves. Brian Brassy, a truck driver, and one of the organizers said, regardless of where the truck stopped, quote, we're not going anywhere until the group's demands are met. On a bet. 
The truckers are making their demands even, as I said, as most states are already erasing many restrictions. In California, where the convoy began, the state lifted universal mask mandates last week. These fucking guys are clowns. They're, they're going to go, go to a city. They're going to protest a city that they can't get into. For something that's ending. And in the process, going to cost themselves thousands of dollars in fuel. Giving even more profit to the major oil companies that they hate. Genius. And what's the end result, by the way, uh, of this entire thing? For the second time since Trump lost the election, we're having to deploy troops to the nation's capital to protect it from right-wing protesters. Think about how fucking insane that fact is. Another convoy made up of a single 18-wheeler and a handful of pickup trucks and SUVs left Scranton, Pennsylvania, Biden's hometown, on Wednesday morning and was headed to the Beltway sometime during the afternoon. They got lost, though. (laughs) Organizer Bob Bolas told Washington television station WJLA that his convoy has no intention of breaking laws or blocking traffic, but warned this could happen if their demands regarding pandemic mandates and the cost of fuel are not met. Quote, they are not going to intimidate us, and they are not going to threaten us. We're the power, not them, said Bolas, a trucker who owns a tow truck company. Earlier this week, Bolas garnered heavy press attention for his convoy after telling Fox 5 DC that he intends to, quote, shut down the Capitol Beltway, likening his alleged group of truckers to a Dudley Boa, which, quote, squeezes you, chokes you, and then swallows you. And that's what we're going to do to D.C., end quote. Not with one rig, you ain't. (laughs) Dude, you had one rig, and it is uh, said that they have been uh, uh, traveling. Hang on, let me pull up the exact quote. Let me just make sure that I have uh, the exact quote so that uh, nobody is mistaken on, on, on what was said about these fucking yahoos. Uh, uh, driving in circles around I-495 and, quote, has no idea where he is. Yeah. We're not too worried about you uh, choking and swallowing DC there, Bobby. We're a little bit more worried about you choking uh, on a gas station hot dog because you don't seem to have uh, the smarts uh, a fucking donkey possesses. But you go ahead. You try and clog up and choke off Washington, D.C. with your singular lone semi, you fucking momo. Unfucking believable Unfucking believable One truck. Dude, and there's a, you guys have heard before, you fuck up a one-car funeral, right? You're so stupid, you'd fuck up directions for a one-car funeral. This dude had a truck. A truck. And he couldn't make it to D.C. 
Dude's in Pennsylvania. Or did he start in Delaware? Hang on, let me go back up here. Yeah, Pennsylvania. How the fuck you start a convoy with one truck in Pennsylvania and you still can't figure out how to get to D.C.? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, you can fall uh, ass backwards out of a fucking cab drunk somewhere in Philadelphia and still make it to fucking D.C.? Oh, Bobby, 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 Bobby. That was a that was a miserable showing. Seriously. Don't don't ever try to to organize a protest again because, whew, that was right up there with the million unmasked march that this ass clown here in in, in our in our state of Illinois tried to uh, uh, hold down in Springfield, Illinois. Uh, he's now running for Congress. Uh, from the next town over here, but uh, this ass clown held the million unmasked march, and I, I think I think he had I think he had seventy five, maybe eighty five people show up. They had more porta potties than they had people. Let's put it that way. <sighs> the world is gone, man. And all we can do is pop some popcorn, sit back, and soak it all up. Uh, real quickly, um, we had the, the three men who were found guilty of killing Ahmad Arbery. If you guys aren't familiar with this story, this is the story of uh, Ahmad Arbery. He's a, he's a young black man that was out running one morning. And three men decided that he was up to no good. And so they tracked him down in two pickup trucks. The one gentleman in the pickup truck behind the other one filmed the entire thing and they hunted down Ahmad Arbery and killed him in the middle of the street. They were found guilty of his murder and then they faced federal hate crimes in connection to that murder. And uh, this week they were found guilty of those federal hate crimes. So what that essentially means is uh, because they were uh, found guilty of murder and sentenced to life in prison, but then also, that which is murder is a state crime, but then they were found guilty of federal hate crimes. They will serve their life sentences in federal prison rather than state prison. Any way you slice it or dice it, these guys are dead. Right? They're going to die in prison. They're, they're, they're all serving life sentences to begin with. But once they get to prison, it, it's not going to be too long before they're taken care of. And at least one young, innocent person of color gets some justice in this country, which is a rarity. Uh, but speaking of murderous white men who should be in prison, Kyle Rittenhouse is back in the news. Now, uh, for those of you who don't recall, Kyle Rittenhouse is the gentleman who uh, uh, was found not guilty of murdering uh, people 
That's you. Excuse me. See? Un uncensored, right? Every now and again, you just got to fucking sneeze, and then it comes out. And there it is. Boom. Was found not guilty of murdering people during the uh, Wisconsin protests uh, after uh, going up there uh, to, quote-unquote, protect some businesses. Well, Kyle Rittenhouse went on Fox News to announce he has launched uh, the Media Accountability Project to hold members of the media who lie accountable. Now, no, the irony of announcing that on Fox News is not lost on me before anybody is curious about that. Uh, Kyle said, and I quote, me and my team have decided to launch the Media Accountability Project as a tool to help fundraise and hold the media accountable for the lies they said and deal with them in court. Okay, so right off the bat, me and my team, my team and I, kid, kid my team and I, right off the bat, you're already pissing me off. But more to the point, me and my team have decided to launch the Media Accountability Project as a tool to help fundraise and hold the media accountable. So somebody told you this is a way that you can grift. And you're going to run with it, aren't you? My guess, long term, we're going to find out that you got fucking caught skimming some money off your own organization. But uh, let's go on. Quote, I don't want to see anybody else have to deal with what I went through, so I want to hold them accountable for what they did to me because I don't want to see anybody have to go through what I went through. Before launching any global initiatives, maybe you should get yourself a dictionary and look up what the word redundant means. Tucker Carlson asked him to uh, elaborate a little bit. He says, quote, we're going to hold everybody who lied about me accountable, such as uh, everybody who lied and called me a white supremacist. They're all going to be held accountable, and we're going to handle them in a courtroom. No, you're not. You're not. Some people are going to give you some money. You're going to try to launch a couple of lawsuits. He's announced uh, that uh, some of the first people that are going to be in his sights are going to be Whoopi Goldberg and uh, uh, LeBron James. Now... Granted, Kyle Rittenhouse and I probably don't travel in the same circles. So I doubt he's listening to the second half podcast. But if anybody out there who knows Kyle is li listening to this podcast uh, and, and you'd like to do me a favor and play this for him, Kyle, stop. You're going to get fucking crushed in court. You're going to get fucking crushed in court. You're going to look like a fucking jackass. And you're going to become even an even bigger laughing stock in this country. Stop before you get carried away. But if you insist on pursuing this avenue, if you insist on holding the media accountable for the lies that they've told, then I am going to assume that this is going to open up the door for folks like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama to be able to sue the living dog shit out of organizations like Fox News, 
for the lies that they pushed about the two of them. I mean, if you want to hold the media accountable, let's hold the media accountable. Or is this just a Rittenhouse, I'm salty revenge tour? I'm going to go out and I'm going to sue everybody ever said bad words about me. You watch. <laughs> You're going to get fucking smoked in court and you need to stop this shit. You have no idea the fist fucking that's coming your way. You think you're going to take LeBron James into a court of law and sue the pants off of him because you're Kyle Rittenhouse. Dude, you are fucking delusional. Delusional. You think you cried like a baby while testifying for your life? Wait until uh, uh, LeBron and Whoopi get done mopping the floor with your ass and they counter-sue you in a court of law. You won't be able to raise enough money to pay that debt. But keep taking your cues from the right wing. I'm sure it's going to serve you great in life, Junior. Speaking of the right wing, uh, we all know that right wing governors are are batshit crazy. But is 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 Greg Abbott in Texas trying to make this into a new art form? I don't know if you saw this this week, but Texas Governor Greg Abbott is calling on, quote, licensed professionals, end quote, and, quote, members of the general public, end quote, to report the parents of transgender minors to state authorities if it appears that the minors are receiving gender-affirming medical care. No, you did not hear that incorrectly. He wants the parents of support of trans... Uh, kids who are supportive of their kids to be turned in. The directive was part of a letter Abbott, a Republican, sent Tuesday to the Department of Family and Protective Services calling on it to, quote, conduct a prompt and thorough investigation, end quote, of any reported instances of minors undergoing, quote, elective procedures for gender transitioning. You know, it's funny, I'm old enough to remember that when Republicans didn't want the government involved in our doctor's offices. Now, if you go to the wrong doctor's appointment, in Texas, they want you punished by the state. Abbott's letter follows an opinion released on Monday by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, which stated that allowing minors to receive transition care, such as puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and surgery, is child abuse under state law. Bitch, you want to discuss child abuse? 
have a seat. We can discuss actual child abuse. Caring for your kid and being supportive of your kid, no matter who they are, is not child abuse. You're going to see some child abuse after you see some parents that weren't aware that their kids were trans all of a sudden get notified that their kids are trans. You're going to start to see some child abuse in Texas. What the fuck is going on in Texas? Now, we know that Republicans are homophobic, bigoted pieces of shit. But one has to wonder about the timing of this particular directive, considering it comes right after, uh, right after the former CEO of Electric Reliability Council of Texas, otherwise known as ERCOT, said that his orders to keep power prices at the maximum during last year's winter storm was issued at the direction of Governor Greg Abbott himself. Former ERCOT CEO Bill Magnus testified in court on Wednesday saying that former Public Utility Commissioner of Texas Chairman Deanne Walker told him that Abbott wanted them to do whatever was necessary to prevent more blackouts during the storm, even as power plants were coming back online. Last year, Abbott's spokesman told the Chronicle that the governor was not, quote, involved in any way, end quote in the decision to keep prices at a maximum of $9,000 per megawatt hour. The decisions to keep prices at that max cap for more than a day after conditions began improving is what brought forth the bankruptcy trial by Brazos Electric Power Cooperative. So you got the former head of ERCOT saying, well, wait a minute. We were told by the governor, keep it going. And then all of a sudden the governor comes out with, all right, everybody, turn in your, your trans kids. We, li- we now live in the United States of America in which a governor in this country is asking adults across his state to target trans kids so that they can punish the parents for child abuse. As I said earlier, being supportive of your kid is not child abuse. Child abuse comes in many forms. Psychological, physical. But it doesn't come in the form of unconditional parental support.
what a fucking time to be alive, you know? <sighs> Chances are, if you uh, are listening to this and you're a regular of uh, listener of this podcast, you found me through some social media app. TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, something out there. Is is the medium through which you found me? Well, if we could turn our sights to Trumplandia for just a moment, because this week, Trump's new uh, social media platform, Truth Social, launched. And let me tell you something: to say it was a seamless launch would be uh, uh, an absolute lie. The app vows to be the leader in free speech among social media apps. This is a place where you can go and speak your mind. But they're already silencing opposing voices. Uh, example, I was, uh, I was catching out, uh, checking out uh, a live on TikTok from a creator by the name of Good Trouble. And he said that he uh, created an account and within a day he'd already been banned. Now... I created an account, but there's a backlog that's so long on Truth Social that I am number 446,782 in line to get an email confirming that my account has actually been uh, completed and I'm good to go. So here we are, not even a weekend. Uh, They can't even get everybody that wants to get in in. Uh, They're silencing people within hours that have dissenting voices. And as usual, something Trump is involved with is fucked from the get-go. Rick Wilson said it best when he coined the phrase, everything Trump touches dies. And this is no different. This is going to suffer a painful death. Truth Social. Watch. It's going to suffer a painful death. Because remember what happened with other social media platforms. It wasn't just that they were banning Trump. It was that if those those lies continued, the propaganda continued, then the various platforms weren't going to be allowed on the various carriers. Truth Social's heading down that path. Already. You know it is. I'm just trying to get in to see what it's all about. See what see what we can't see what insanity we can't unlock. Checking out Truth Social. We're the true patriots. Go to hang out. <laughs> America, America, America. But the big Trump news this week. The big Republican news this week. The big news this week is the invasion of the Ukraine by the Russians. Something I said uh, I didn't believe he it was actually going to go through with. It appears as if he is in fact going through with it. And I didn't think I would ever get to the point in life where I would see Republicans praising Russians But here we are. Here we are. 
Republican elected officials left and right, as well as conservative talking heads on Fox News and on the, on the various radio stations, they're all seemingly on Putin's side. And one, one wonders, where, where are you taking your cues from? This is not the Republican Party we've ever known. Well, they're taking it from the top. Trump did an interview on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show in which he praised Putin. He said Putin's invasion of uh, the Ukraine would be a peacekeeping move and called it genius. Quote, I went in yesterday and there was a television screen and I said, this is genius. Putin declares a big portion of the Ukraine, of Ukraine. Putin declares it independent. Oh, that's wonderful, Trump said in the interview. He went on to say, so now Putin is saying it's independent, a large section of the Ukraine. I said, how smart is that? And he's going in to be a peacekeeper. That's the strongest peacekeeping force. We could use that on our southern border. That's the strongest peacekeeping force I've ever seen. Here's a guy who's very savvy. I know him very, very well. No shit you know him very, very well. He's where you get all your fucking money from. How the fuck is a former American president praising a Russian dictator for attacking a sovereign nation? You guys still don't see this entire Russia love fest with Trump? How much more is it going to take for you fucking clowns to wake up? Prior to him running for office, you had his kids in interviews talking about how that's where they get all their money from. You have the fact that the Russians hacked both the DNC and the RNC server, but not a single thing came out about a single Republican during the 2016 uh, election. You have Trump asking Russia to hack into Hillary's emails live on TV. You have Trump Jr. releasing the email in which he was told that the Russians want to help them dig up dirt on Hillary, and he says, great, let's meet. You have him lying about the Trump Moscow project throughout the entire uh, 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 2016 election. You have him on the world stage believing Putin over our own intelligence agencies. All the way up to this, where Trump is now praising... Putin's invasion of a sovereign nation and saying exactly what Putin is saying, actually pushing Putin's narratives. He's going in as a peacekeeper. No, he's not. That's Putin propaganda. That's what Putin said when he invaded. He was going to go in and he was going to protect the separatists in that region from the Ukrainians. Are you fucking kidding me? 
at this point in time, there is only one reality that you can admit. And that is, if you are still a supporter of Donald J. Trump, then you are a supporter of Putin's policies. I can't believe the number of Republicans who are actually willing to just kind of cede control of the region over to Putin. How many Republicans are like, well, he's a real leader. He's a fucking dictator. And that should be all you need to know about where the Republican mentality is in 2022, ladies and gentlemen. They are willing to give up their own freedoms to be governed by a dictator. They would take Trump for life as dictator. Just do whatever the hell Trump says. For the past 30 years, Vladimir Putin has been talking about regaining Russia's past glory. For the past 30 years, he's been talking about putting Russia back on top as a superpower and cranking up the Cold War again. And he's been trying to do so by attempting to take the United States down from within. And the disgusting part about it is he is succeeding while using one of America's biggest names. A name everybody knew even before he got into politics. Do I think Trump is a Russian? No. No. Like, he's not some secret Russian spy that's actually over in Kremlin talking like like this with Putin. What are we going to do now? No, that's not what Trump is. Trump is just a greedy, ignorant fuck who doesn't know how to actually run a business and therefore needs somebody like a Putin to continuously pump money into him and therefore he'll do whatever the fuck Putin tells him to because that's where he's getting his money from. And I would almost bet my house... That whatever classified documentation Trump had after he left the White House and took with him down to Mar-a-Lago, Putin has access to. And here we are, the former president of the United States of America on TV, siding with the Russian dictator who just invaded a sovereign nation. What a time to be alive. 
I don't know what it's going to take to get the Republican Party to wake up and realize that they have been taken over by Russian propagandists, but I sure as fuck hope that that awakening happens soon. God only knows what the next week is going to bring us as far as news goes. Because by this point in time next week, we will be a week into the Russian-Ukrainian war. Things cannot possibly be good from there. But we'll find out what that news is this time next week. So tune in then for a whole new episode. That's all I got for you this week, guys. As always, until then, stay grateful.